and novelty songs. Spurs, girls, and novelty songs. Spurs, girls, and novelty songs. Spurs, girls, and novelty songs. Kelly was talking about controlled breathing. Yeah. And uh, it rem- stop me if I ever told you guys this story before. Mm-hmm. This is another non-story. Story. Oh, great. <laughs> another another Scott story with a lot of buildup yeah. and nothing. Uh, and I think I've heard this Very one. little payoff. Okay. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm having deja vu. So. Oh, then I'll stop. Never mind. No, no, no. I, no. I haven't heard it on the cast. <laughs> Wait, are you talking about the movie Deja Vu starring Denzel Washington? I'm talking about the movie Serendipity. Oh, uh, No, okay. So... Do you remember the Rugrats movie? Rugrats yes. one. Yes. Uh, Chucky. Yeah. He's let's name them. Last one to name a Rugrat off the cast. Okay, okay let's do it. I did Chucky. Angelica. Tommy. Ooh. D- Dad. Uh, do we give it to him? Technically, it's Stu. It's okay. okay. <laughs> Phil. Lil. Oh, I didn't think you'd get <laughs> it. Reptar. What up? <laughs> My favorite character. Drop it. Yeah. Um. Chuck Finster. Isn't that his dad's name? Chuck That's Chaz. Chaz. You're Chaz. done. Sorry. Eliminated. <laughs> I was ding, trying ding, to wait to go to Susie. Which so, Marty, I'll continue telling cut. you this story. Uh, <laughs> I've never seen Whoa. Rugrats by Don't the cut way. me out of the pod. You lost the game. <laughs> yeah, but I don't want to get cut out of the pod. Uh, okay, so do you remember in uh, the Rugrats movie... Uh, <laughs> I just said I haven't seen it. So okay. okay, Kelly, I'm turning Am my back head in? towards you. Now. Oh, thank you, Coach. <laughs> thank you for putting me back in. Yeah, are you ready to play? Yes, I'm okay. warmed up. I right. stretched. You're on uh, outfield. Uh, <laughs> the position of outfield. Dee Dee Pickle, she's having a baby. Yeah, That's the plot of this of movie. The, it's Tommy's getting a little brother, and the first act of the movie is the delivery of the new baby Dill. A mm-hmm. stork flies down. Dee Dee has been nope. trained to breathe like this. <laughs> oh, I remember that. And so, I don't know why that like stuck in my brain. That's I'm, it. No, no, that's oh, okay. oh, there's more to the story, okay. Marty. Okay. We're just we're just getting started, baby. So uh, uh, it controlled breathing though is what got me thinking of that. Anyway, that like I watching this movie, I'm like I don't know seven or whatever. Mm-hmm. That sticks in my brain. And then, like, five days later or whatever, I'm, like, laying on the couch, and I just start thinking about that. Like, that's a weird way to breathe. And so I, like, start doing that. And then my mom from, like, the other side of the room or whatever is like, oh, no, are you crying? <laughs> and, and then I was just like, oh, no, I'm doing <laughs> I'm doing the DD pickle breathing. Do, right. I don't know what I said, but Remember? it would be weird if I was like, "Do I let my mom baby me right now, or do I really embarrass her?" No, I yeah. think I explained it. Okay, yeah. but no, Doctor Lipschitz told her to breathe. Yeah, right. Like that. <laughs> Mother, I am baby. doing DD pickles breathing exercise from the Rugrats yeah. movie. Loved Rugrats. Welcome yeah. to Spoof Scoops and Novelty Songs, a podcast. Oh, it's about dumb shit. And I'm Kelly. <laughs> this week we are reviewing "They Came Together." For I'm our, Scott. For very special. That's Marty. They came together. <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day, folks. <laughs> oh, love uh, is oh, in the air. Today. Love is in the air. They came together. A twenty four mildew. <laughs> Cupid's flying around. <laughs> He's got a little bow and arrow. Or are they fruit flies? The world may never know. A 2014 comedy from David Wayne of Stella fame, who also directed Wet Hot American Summer, previously reviewed. Our second David Wayne film. Correct. Oh, man. I am a big fan. This movie is a send-up of rom-coms and premiered at Sundance in 2014. And then it had a limited theatrical release and was released to streaming simultaneously. Had generally positive reviews and a small budget, $3 million. I was watching this movie with 
my wife, by the way. Marty, can I tell you something about that? I would like to hear your opinion on that. I think that is cool. Thank you. Uh, gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> I have yes. a question. How can you? I help What's you? What's the cue? <laughs> what did you guys think of They Came Together? Um, I enjoyed it. <laughs> I mean, I loved it. Who's Do you remember Rugrats? <laughs> 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 on a scale of one to Rugrats yeah. in Paris. Yeah. The second Rugrats. Ooh, that's a tough mm-hmm. one. Feature length film. I like this more than that movie. I, I like this one. I liked it more than that also. Yeah, this was a good parody. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think, hold on, can I get one more thought yeah, out? And yeah, this yeah. is just, just to start things off, just to get the ball rolling Please here. Please do. Just to spark some this combo. was a good parody of a genre of films called romantic comedies. Yes. Also, it was released in 2014. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm going to say. <laughs> Marty, if this isn't objective, I'm going to be upset. Objectively. Mm-hmm. I think this movie's good. I do think uh, at a certain point I realized why there aren't as many spoof movies anymore and also why some of this movie didn't work. And specifically, I'm going to point out about three-quarter way through this movie, there's a changing room gag where Amy Poehler tries on a bunch of different outfits and it escalates. Uh, I'm jumping ahead. I'm I'm jumping way ahead. Well, no, no, no. I'm just confused by I don't know. You're acting like that's a known thing in this world, a changing scene? I'm confused. Changing room scene. Like, Like the idea of like... Well, which, which I'm like a to. makeover I'm scene. Yeah, like, like you got, this is it's it's common in rom coms. I yes, feel like this is a it? where it's like yes. this is an entirely you, foreign shopping. concept to me. I've never heard of anything like this. Have you ever seen Pretty Woman? So, <laughs> <laughs> so my point is, yeah, they do that gag in this movie, and I was like, this is not funny. And I realize it's because that gag has been done in just regular rom coms at this point, where it escalates and. They do the gag is like, oh, she puts on something that she shouldn't put on. In this case, they do like, she puts on a suit of armor. Mm -hmm. And I realize like, oh, the There's like only so funny that joke can be. That too. Yeah. But I realized it was like. The best part about that joke is the beginning of the scene where Amy Poehler is like, I look like a chimney sweep. And she's dressed literally like a chimney sweep. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that was a better version of that joke. I like, what if she came out and was like, um,. I don't have a thing like to wear. Like her skin was inside naked. out or something. <laughs> like, yeah, that'd be good. I'm honest, honestly, that would have been great. Or like was like an entire, like a different person or something. Right. Like, yeah. yeah. Like I feel like that bit is just now a bit that, because there's some level, modern comedies at the very least always include some level of like reflexivity. So they're always kind of spoofing the genre they're doing ultimately. And so like this movie, at times it was just like, ah, this isn't any different than just like a current rom-com. Cause like most rom-coms would do a bit like this. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of that in this movie. I yeah, guess. because here's the thing: they're romantic, but well, they're comedies they too. It's like that'd be funny. Yeah, yeah, and I think I feel like that in general that's been the case, and that's why I feel like yeah, but it's aren't. like amplified. Like that's a weak moment in the film, but it's it's not miserable. Yeah, what are like the good quick I definitely rom-coms that. like that are like actual rom coms? Would you say? Uh, good actual rom-com. Yeah. Boy, you know whose opinion I want to hear on this? Three dudes in a basement. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> In a basement, <laughs> Jesus. I mean, Christ. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, in a lavish studio. Yeah. Um, I love you, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bromantic comedy. Um, oh, bromcom. Fast and the Furious. Uh, no, yeah. What like Pretty Woman? Yeah. Uh, you've got Mail. Mm-hmm. Um, Sleepless in Seattle. Mm-hmm. And I would say, like, all those movies, they lean more dramatic. Marty's than looking at comedy. Rotten Tomatoes on yeah, his phone right he, now. He just Googled romantic comedies and is 
All that jazz, um, which wouldn't even count. The Philadelphia story. There's something about Polly. <laughs> I, by the way, along came Polly. Great spoof of rom coms. Great proof of spoof of ferrets. Also, mm. yep. Great proof of spoof. Shut of. up. <laughs> anyway, anyway. So in this movie, we have a a rom romantic comedy that is. Uh, it's like a story being told to us through a dinner. So the beginning of the movie is Amy Poehler and Paul Rudd are out to dinner with their friends, Ellie Kemper and Bill Hainer, and they're telling them the story of how they met mm-hmm. and how they came together. Mm-hmm. Uh, Remember when they said the movie name in the movie? Oh, yes. my God. Yeah. They came together. Wow. Yeah. It's so funny. <laughs> yeah. I like the title of this movie, by the way. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. It's a funny double entendre. Yeah. It's a good start. It's a good start. That's I think I think that's probably the first thing he wrote down. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. This is a good start. Yeah. This right here, a good start. My favorite character in the movie was the city. New York. <laughs> oh yeah, they do that joke too. Yeah, I guess they it do is like four I, times. Wow, now that I'm th- you, well, what you I were like pointing out and what Kelly just pointed out, it is like uh, we've seen this joke before. Because how many yeah. fucking times yeah. have I heard people okay, but spoof I on think, uh, yes, fucking you, the the horrible ta- the or like the very canned take about Sex in the City yeah. and the character is the city? Yeah, yeah, right. But they the difference is that they hammer it home like like they know it's not that funny. Yeah, like when they yes. did or the they like make a big scene. presentation out of it. Yeah, they did they the, make a big presentation out of like this is like exposition. Uh, like literally when they brought up that New York was the city, I think all four people at the dinner table were like, Oh, the city's a character. Yes. Yeah. And Ellie Kemper's like, Oh, the third character is the city. Like yeah. they all do I still it. That and was funny. I think it's goofy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean like some the I feel like the main like overarching joke that we're seeing over and over is uh just like breaking the fourth wall. It's just drawing yeah. if uh, r- romantic comedies yeah. are formulaic, and w- let's write all the dialogue so that it draws attention to how yeah. formulaic. Yeah, that's they basically are. the gist of this movie, right? I-, I will say in that opening, the first like conversation scene in the restaurant that we see, there's one point where Paul Rudd just starts to like eat the yeah, glass. He eats the, he it, puts it, the, it cuts he like right as the he's glass. Doing it. Yeah, it's so good. There was a lot of little moments like that throughout this movie where the editing was just like just cutting away yeah. right when the bit was starting. And was I watched great. it. Uh, um, on like the IMDb like Roku app or something. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So there was like it was, was like free with commercials. <laughs> well, but that's and the commercials were there. You know, if you watch it on TV, they're like paying attention to where the commercials come in. This Not thing, IMDb. no fucks to mid sentence, yeah. just like. And so, the, the, what was the part where like, part uh, oh, where uh, I it, it, the sex scene between Paul Rudd and like his ex girlfriend, <laughs> so and then it's all crazy, do, like, and then it cuts moves. back to the 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 two couples talking at the table, implying that like he was describing yes, like, everything yes. you see, and then Bill Hader is like. <laughs> like his reaction to it is, so, and then hold on, I'm just trying to find like what he. The, there's the exact line that it uh, cut on. I'm just you trying have to the find pussy, it. Just save me the whole. That's right. It, 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 no, it was, so it cut. It was like it was? you can. Yeah, it was. You can have the pussy. Just save me the the new Hyundai. Thing. <laughs> right in the middle. Oh. This care. Okay, this movie has so many like big actors in it. Yes, it's kind of. I feel like they are all doing it because they want to. Like, yeah. David Wayne's calling in a lot of favors for this film. I mean, it was basically the same cast that's in Wet Hot, right? It's, yeah. It's like the same cast except for, like, a couple new supporting parts. No Showalter either. No Showalter. No Showalter. Cut out. 
I think we we upgraded. No, Thomas Lennon. We upgraded yeah. to Jason Manzukis and Keenan Thompson, who both, by the way, steal every single scene of this movie. Ken Marino, the basketball too. scene was very funny. The Ken Marino pivoting back yeah. and forth. Oh wait, there's with a, his another leg line of dialogue. Oh yeah. my god. Being married is great. That's the point of view I represent. <laughs> <laughs> the basketball scene is just like like the idea of like they're having this shoot around thing and they're all horribly missing. Which I think you Kelly actually had mentioned this bit to me when this movie came oh, out it's so as good. like the best bit of this movie. And I remember thinking it was really funny then. And then when it happened, while I was watching the movie, I was like, "Holy shit! This is like if they just released a scene, this scene as a sketch, it would be like the best sketch I've ever seen." Okay, it was so funny. I just want to say. I did think that was the best bit in the movie at the time, but rewatching it, my new favorite bit is Judge Judy. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one too. The big that reveal. was insane. That was so nuts to me because I forgot it. I forgot that happened the first time I watched it, like years ago when it first came out. Yeah, yeah. I forgot who hit me. Who hit was me she impersonating? I can't remember. She was uh, playing the ex girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So yeah, Colby she... Smolders is the ex girlfriend in this movie, and the reveal is that she's been Judge Judy the whole time. Mm. <laughs> And then she was like, she judge one of Judge Judy's lines was like, "All of those orgasms were real, baby." Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, well, and her God, saying that like so I don't what? think she's quick to do a. Ca- I don't, you don't see a lot of no. Uh, that judge was Judy cameo. Very rarely. I don't feel like I've ever seen her cameo in anything else. I mean, I'm sure she has. Like, but like how I did that? Ha- I, I want to know what happened. So maybe David Wayne and was... Judge Judy are very close friends. Maybe I like to believe possibly. That. David Wayne goes over to her house for Thanksgiving, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for Christmas or Hanukkah. I am. Also, My favorite bit when yeah. I like saw it when it first came out, weirdly, and I don't even know why it, it was the pole up the ass, <laughs> which is like such a stupid. <laughs> well, it's, joke. it's so weird because like you get, I, I feel like the pacing in the movie is really good because you get kind of sucked into like this sort of real world where they're. Their dialogue's like so dry that it's like that's so obvious, painfully obvious yes. to the viewer as like a joke. And then they do these like super slapstick gags, like Judge Judy, yes. like the pull up the ass. Yep. And like my one of my favorite bits, uh, Maloney shitting in his costume. Yes. <laughs> that that bit was great. The explanation part after the it, explanation part was the funny part for me. Ah, like I, that I, was the. Funny I like Keenan Thompson in that scene, just like constantly like bringing it back to me like no you're lying no why are you lying about <laughs> yes. this like that was great aspect of it but it yeah. just went on too long i was when i was watching this with my wife she kept saying like wait wait can i stop you <clears throat> that's cool, go ahead man. that's cool thank you uh she her first point was just like why are they doing this is he do they owe him a favor or something why is this scene going on for so long it's like yeah i just felt like i think it's funny they felt like they had to justify I it he was fun. being incredulous because it yeah. was like it was almost like just pooping in the suit wasn't like it's just like kind of out there and weird. Yeah. And then the explanation of it for me was like the actual punchline of him being like, "I'm disappointed in all of you <laughs> for not admitting who went into that bathroom after I took my super suit off and who pooped." Yeah. Anyways. You know what? You've convinced me because I because now I think about it, it is funnier. If you I didn't watch it with my wife, that's the difference. Ah, see that big mistake you made. There. Yeah, it Huge. was not cool. Uh, to to your point about the dialogue being like so stilted, I had an early line that I love, which was. The only thing you're you've committed to is your commitment issues. <laughs> like there's just lines like that the entire time that is like the very obvious like calling attention to clichés dialogue, which is a It's big almost thing. like dialogue from a lifetime movie. Oh, yes, I wonder why you mentioned that, hmm. Scott. Hmm. <clears throat> yes, we we do have a uh, similar themes in the next month. Um <laughs> 
<laughs> Do we? <laughs> next week's fucked up. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we'll get to that. That's true. Uh, and next year, this exact time, oh, boy, what an episode it it's will be. be disgusting. Yeah. Uh, Orange peels much? <laughs> Uh, I wrote Paul Rudd has like endless painting of roses, paintings of roses in his apartment. Like every single room, there was like a painting of a rose in the background. When or he comes in, it's a nice little touch. He comes into the room. Mm-hmm. He's about to propose to his then girlfriend, mm-hmm. and there's clothes on the ground everywhere. Okay, mm-hmm. also this is this is built up with Michael and Black's character. Yes. I think Trevor. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Being like, <laughs> just hey, like, that is by the way, is, is your girlfriend home right now? Yeah. And Paul no. like, yeah. yeah. Why? And he picks up a rubber out unwrapped, of like a unwrapped, unwrapped cotton rubber ball. <laughs> and, and then he, he spins it around his it around. finger. He's <laughs> like, oh, no reason. And then walks away. And usually like... And they actually cut they back actually... to the dinner table at that point too, being like, yeah, at that time, I just thought he was picking up a condom and going over to visit yeah. my girlfriend. I didn't think he was going to have sex with her. Yeah. There's a bowl of unwrapped condoms yeah. Yeah. in the office. <laughs> I was really nervous that the, the cutting back to the restaurant thing was just going to be this crutch, but it turned out to be like my favorite part of the movie. It's like, pretty good. Every time oh, they come back. it was totally needless. Yeah. Like, no, exactly. But but it escalated too. Like You had Bill Hader like, getting like clearly mo- like revealing that he's yeah. unhappy in his relationship. When you've been married as long as I have taken a stinky shit or whatever the <laughs> yeah. fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so it was all great. Uh, <clears throat> I have the sneeze on the subtitles gag was really clever and really well done. Because there's subtitles at one point, they sneeze, the subtitles go away. It's a great hmm. gag. Missed it. Yeah. <laughs> Slapstick. Well, it's okay. Uh, you like fiction books? I really love that. That, <laughs> that is a recurring bit of like <laughs> specifically okay. saying, oh my God, he like he doesn't like fiction books? Like Ed, But the comparison being that Ed Helms character. Ed Helms Polar. is like, ah, we had to read The Great Gatsby in high school. <laughs> and I asked my teacher, I was like, did this really happen? And she was like, no. And I was like, then why do they write it down? <laughs> <laughs> he like hands her binary when she's like going over numbers. He just hands oh, yeah. her binary code. <laughs> oh, wow, you're right. I am going bankrupt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Very good. Ed Helms was really funny uh, as the like the guy that Amy Poehler like runs back to after Egbert. her. Egbert. Egbert. Egbert's his name. Egbert. Yeah. She keeps like, they both keep referring to his name as something different. So he, he calls himself <laughs> different things. Yeah. Or, or uh, is, what was that like? Oh, my wife. I'm getting a divorce too. She was unhappy. Oh, what was she so happy? I don't know. Ask my brother. And then, and then, and then there's like a short pause, and she's like, "Can we?" Yeah. And it's like, "Oh yeah, oh yeah." yeah. <laughs> Tyler pulls back. Up. He's in the desk behind him. So why did she leave? Oh well, she wanted to travel more and focus on her writing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad you mentioned this because I wrote down when I saw that bit. I was like, "This is such a Kelly bit." I feel like he. It's wrote really this good. Scene. Yeah, it's that's such a you that's bit. one of my. That's so good. The implication. And the brother and then, is played by the very David Wayne. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Little cameo from the director. Yep. Uh, I I did have a qualm about so the the big establishment right away is they give her the character Amy Poehler is given the character trait of she's really clumsy, and then that just is like not in the movie for the Can most I part. Can I say I was feeling I re- could relate to her so much <laughs> because of that. Sometimes I make mistakes and, <laughs> and fall down. Yeah, and I just my mean head that on stuff. they did a couple great gags. The like falling down the stairs thing really quickly was great, and yeah. then it just went away for the rest of the movie. And I just uh, felt like, and they brought, but they would bring it back. Bring it back. Or like when she like, they introduce her character and the, she says something about like being clumsy, and then just like her like getting like walking across the room, yeah. she can't. She can't, she she takes can't like the shoebox from the bottom of the shoebox. Oh yeah, and then yeah, it all falls out. Yes. Yeah. She's like, oh geez. Yeah. <laughs> she, she, I just like, wanted more of that, though. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, like, they, they should have brought it back. I, I also agree. wanted more of Polar in general. 
general. Like, that was a, a complaint I had. I think they're both really great in this movie, and they're both really, really funny, but too much Paul Rudd and not enough Amy Poehler. Was yeah, my, but my Paul Rudd, away. so good. He's very they're good in this. So good. I just wanted more. Um, the do you guys okay the coffee shop scene where they're in the coffee shop they're like on their first date or whatever yes mm-hmm. uh did you were you paying attention at the end when it went out of focus on them and just focused on the two background actors oh yeah and what were they, they doing? were just staring at them yeah <laughs> yes <laughs> like that's where I was just oh like, they were like kind of like frumpy looking yeah because like, yeah. David Wayne's games. done that in the past. We talked about that on the What Out American episode. Uh, what Out American episode. episode? The What Out American, <laughs> American episode summer, <laughs> where they're like, "Hey, wait up!" and they're just all like lined up, oh, face yeah. to the wall in the shed. Style. Yeah, yeah. He, I feel like he does a lot. That's like a the difference for me between like a typical uh, c- cookie cutter rom com or comedy in general yeah. is like when you play with like the weird fourth the wall camera. Yeah. yeah, the reality of making movies. Yeah. yeah. Like having those background actors just stare at the Yeah, couple. those are just like little side bits that yeah. have nothing to do with the story, but it's, it's for just me. for fun. It it's adds. Like you yeah. did it for me. But it adds to that stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so <laughs> the, a big reveal is Amy Poehler takes Paul Rudd to meet her parents, and her parents turn out to be like hardcore white nationalists. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Our beautiful Aryan daughter. <laughs> also, they test him. <laughs> oh, yeah, the, the wife I've comes so in him trying to... Come in and yeah, just bang right. out my the wife. wife tries to seduce, or sorry, the mother-in-law tries to seduce Paul Rudd, and then Amy Poehler and her dad are in the closet <laughs> watching. <laughs> You're the first yeah. one to pass the test. Yeah. He's like, can I take the test again? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he tries to make that a joke. I, I, my issue, though, is like, how do you bring those two? Because then her parents are in like the rest of the movie in like a bunch of scenes after that. How do you bring those characters back after you reveal they're like white nationals? And they're just back as like background characters the rest of the time i keep i would see them in scenes and just be like how is this not being addressed more by the yeah. movie it just seems or like, at least like bring have them say more weird shit like yes, keep creeping people out just go further with that right yeah. it's like if they revealed that they were like in a cult and then you reveal that they're like even for you know down the rabbit hole of like wackier beliefs yeah that, like, info yeah. wars baby yes exactly yeah uh, fucking uh the brother his uh hey big brother like <laughs> The uh, oh, I the, the big fight too. scene where the and they keep or well, the first he's like ah, when he calls dollars greenbacks, yeah. like, like just to make a couple greenbacks, <laughs> <laughs> and then they keep saying like, hey, thanks, hey, thanks, anytime. The payoff, hey, wait, hey, wait a second, thank you. <laughs> the payoff of him being a taxi driver at the end was really good. Yeah. I, otherwise, I didn't actually love the brother stuff that, that much. It was good. It was there's only no, really two fine. scenes. Like if there's yeah. any more, yes, yeah, I agree. Yeah. It would have been yeah because they only do like three scenes. There's the one where he's just like, well, it's hard when I have to compete with Mister Perfect. That <laughs> <laughs> was. I miss mom and dad. <laughs> they just hit like all the Their notes. families like all dead. Yeah. Yeah. God. Uh, the big. Uh, another, I keep saying the big thing. I don't know why I keep saying this. Sorry, everyone. This is a huge. <laughs> There's movie. a lot of big. It's like things James Cameron directed. <laughs> There's a lot of big things. So uh, there's a recurring. <laughs> bit of Amy Poehler puts on Groucho Marx glasses. Mm-hmm. If you've seen the logo of our show, that's mm-hmm. what they are. Uh, and <laughs> Imagine not knowing that. Imagine somebody's like, wait, what? I thought it was just... Who's Groucho Marx? A person. His glasses? Uh, why? She wears them in this movie? How did she get them from the Smithsonian? I should watch this movie. Yeah. <laughs> hey, go check it out. Why do I love this podcast? <laughs> yeah. uh, but Paul Rudd 
he can see he knows it's her underneath it, but Ed Helms is like confused by it, right? Yeah. Was that what it was? Yeah, I forget slightly, but mm. uh, I like that as like uh, tying it to the sort of spoof nature of the movie. Like that was a nice little like touch of just like oh, this character he gets that he's in the spoof, and then the big reveal at the end of the movie, spoiler alert, is that <laughs> they get divorced like really quickly yeah. afterward. Yeah. It's an amicable divorce. Yeah, uh-huh. but then they get back together at the end of the movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was the big thing. Yeah, yeah. Who's John? I have in my notes. I just wrote John Stamos, and I don't. Remember oh, he's in the he music video scene where uh, yeah. they're doing like. Uh, who wrote the, Nora Jones? I think. Yes, they do. Nora, Nora Jones, Jones like music oh break, and it goes. Oh, into the that's right. <laughs> John Stamos for some reason yeah. is like a producer, yeah. like a sound engineer. Well, John Stamos and Adam Scott are like in the sound booth. Yeah. For, I think they were just like in the building or something. <laughs> yeah. No, like, it was, well, the bit was. And like, then it's also like they're. It's like they're pretending that Nora Jones made this promotional song <laughs> yeah, for the yes, movie, yeah. and then like, right, this go- is the music because people used to actually. Paul and Amy visiting Nora. Oh my god! It's like in the middle of the movie. Yeah. Yeah, that was really fun. Uh, yeah, that was great. Yeah. It just has there's so many like breaks in the movie. Yeah, that like that's true. Pull you out, and then it still manages to like su- at least for me, it sucks me back in, and yeah, I'm just waiting like on the edge of my seat, waiting for that next gag. Yeah, I just I I feel like the the sketches parts of this movies were way better than like any of the story parts of it. I almost I like yeah. it's like weird that for me, I usually like the really story heavy parody movies we've done but i just kind of wanted more of the like really funny sketches because they were i wrote really down that uh, this movie feels like a long sketch yeah because it's yeah. just because it's like you kind of get the okay they're making fun of the formula of yeah, a rom-com, yeah. Right. and so it starts to feel like almost procedural at times yeah. but what saves that is all the little that's, side bits yeah. and shit and yeah. that's like david i feel like that's david wayne in a nutshell too yeah and the like focus i think more is on those little side bits weird yeah. ideas and for sure yeah, there's uh, uh, two big cameos at the end, which are Jeffrey Dean Morgan and Michael Shannon show up as ex lovers. Oh yeah, of Amy Poehler, and including- he's got a samurai. So- another <laughs> I, apparently, I love bits where it's just like, like somebody running at somebody else with the samurai yeah. sword because it gets me fucking every time. <laughs> the cops take Michael Shannon away, and then in the background, you just they see them shoot execute him. him. They execute yeah. him. And they're like, so- "Yeah, his son was really torn up about seeing his dad get shot by a cop." <laughs> That's like, okay, that's the other thing is like, they could have just had him get killed and it'd still be funny, but then bringing it back up, like, it just rounds the bit up. It's very good. I don't know. No, I agree. I, uh, shit, I was going to talk about one other thing. Oh, just Mike Lee and Black. My favorite line in the movie, I think, is "Don't be seduced by his word jazz." <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I need to start using that in like Facebook arguments. Word jazz. Yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> yeah, word jazz is sort of the opposite of word salad. I guess. I don't yeah. know. It's all word salad bad, word jazz good. Good. Yeah. As a movie gentleman, eight out of ten. <gasps> Consistently pretty funny, though sometimes I do think they didn't try hard enough. And some scenes just went on a little long or didn't feel like there was enough jokes. They didn't try hard enough. <laughs> I, I like no because like what we were saying with the changing room gag right where it's just like I yeah. wish they would have thought of something that was at least like a diff like different than what we've seen a yeah. million times. True. Uh, and as a spoof, nine out of ten though because the spoof is rock solid, nails all of the tropes, does clever takes on the tropes for the most part. Uh, even with some of the the dr- stuff that was dragging, that was more like movie stuff and not necessarily like bits and comedy stuff. Like all the bits and comedy in this movie are a plus. This is a very funny movie. Uh, yeah, that's my review, Marty, Scotty. Nine out of ten is a spoof. I'm right there with you, pal. <sighs> what a good spoof. <laughs> One of the best. Uh, yeah, it's... A, a, I think part of a good spoof, at least for me, is it having a 
overarching. Uh, oh Jesus! What am I trying to say? It's a good plot, but it also makes fun of like the it, source material. The, in a slow, overarching kind of way, the plot of this movie does a good job of making fun of the story beats of a romantic comedy. Yes. So, just in just a genre sense, it's a good spoof. Uh, but really, what that is is like a, a container for little side bits or whatever you want to do, whatever you think is funny, and that's. Uh, what they did really well here. Yeah. So, yep, love it. And my favorite jokes, honestly, were just when the commercials would cut in. <laughs> <laughs> what a great viewing. As a movie? And as a movie, uh, 7.5 out of 10. Uh, <laughs> you gave it 8. <laughs> you had to go just below me. 7.99. Yeah, I base all my scores <laughs> off of what you score. Apparently. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just because it's like, it's really good, but I wouldn't. Rewatch it. It's sort of a one use. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot of comedies yeah. are like that. Because comedy, I mean, and so the secret to comedy is like the real, the really like iconic ones. I feel like you can go back and watch them over and over again and still find them funny. But you have to take a long time between them, otherwise you're just gonna not enjoy it. Like we found that with like Holy Grail, where it was like. We just knew all the bits, so to mm. us it was just really boring to watch. That and Kelly didn't enjoy it either, and he'd never seen it. I've before. never seen it, and I hated it. Yeah. Well, that's the other. Okay, hold on. <laughs> I hadn't seen it before, but I knew a lot of the bits because of parrots. Yeah, yeah. Just you, yeah. Do you have a parrot problem or something? Yes, I have so many in my household. Oh, okay. yeah. You got your Sam. We can talk about uh, British humor next episode. <laughs> yeah. New Zealand humor, I yeah, think is, is what you Zealand mean. Humor. But <laughs> yeah, the oh. distinctive New Zealand humor. <laughs> oh, we'll find out. Flight of the Conks. Ten out of ten. Ten out of ten. Love this movie. My favorite one I've watched so far. I'm very biased. I love David Wayne. I love Mike Lee in Black. I'm disappointed Michael Showalter wasn't in it, but it's fine. He co-wrote it. Yeah, I figured he was, mm-hmm. you know, somehow involved. But I mean, because David Wayne and Michael Showalter, like they were all a group. Yeah, they on. I huge Stella fan. Like but, that's. Wayne yeah. and Showalter both like direct their own things now for the most part. Like Showalter's yeah. made like And Michael Ian Black's like a political activist on Twitter. <laughs> Which is great. I enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. Uh yeah, I don't know. I rides around on I a can't... bus with Megan McCain. Yeah. <laughs> this movie is a gem in the rough because yeah. it's just weird. There's so many stars in it. You can watch it and be amazed just at like how many people you the sheer know are in it. Star power. It yeah. is. It, it's I'm surprised it wasn't I guess I'm not that surprised because it's pretty counterculture, but yeah, and it, and like it didn't get a huge. And we actually didn't talk about this at all. The movie didn't get like a huge release. It was like basically on I watched iTunes. It on iTunes the first day it yeah. came out. I was very excited. I was I wasn't excited to have to watch it on iTunes. I would have seen it in theaters. I believe but. it just did like New York and L.A. and that was it. Yeah. So is that how they released it? Was yeah, basically yeah. just digital. It, like and it was, essentially. Yeah. This was there were a couple of first, films yeah. that did that around this time. It was one of the first sort of to, like, yeah. I feel like because twenty fifteen or twenty fourteen. What was it? Twenty fourteen. Twenty fourteen was in like this like weird sort of yeah. nebulous. Yeah, we're like place in the like, streaming. Studios era, weren't really embracing that quite yet, but they were starting to. So they were starting to test they the waters of. They didn't get how it worked. Stuff. They were like, okay, Is this a so mid-budget movie? Would you call this a mid-budget movie? Low budget. Three million dollars. Three million for movie. this many characters. Yeah, okay. Yeah, pretty low. low. But that's the thing. That's low. how you By the would, way, it looked yeah. low budget, too. Because <laughs> right, now we have like sort of like straight to Netflix or whatever type yeah. shit. And yeah. that's probably what would happen to it today. But yeah, yeah before definitely. yeah, 2014, well, that's like what the I'm Wild saying West is like, in the streaming yeah. world. Netflix maybe didn't have as much money as they wanted to to fund something like this yeah. or weren't sure about it because they were they were just coming out with original content and like they, back then. they did what wet hot american summer camp like two years later right? yeah so that was no like, they definitely would have been yeah, on this train if it sure. happened later but at the same time paul rudd's in the avengers now 
You have to pay him $3 million alone to get him in this I film. I think, when did Ant-Man come out? It Wasn't Ant-Man, like, right around this time? Right around this time. Yeah, yeah it was wild. That's what. That's the thing, is, like, these were all, like, it felt like peak, like, stardom yeah, for was a lot of right these. right off of Parks and Rec. Yeah. Um, so that's why I kind of feel like it was them wanting to do this yeah. movie when yeah. they made it. For fun. Yeah, but, yeah, like, time. Tim and Eric's billion-dollar movie came out, like, a year earlier, I think. Yes, and that was also VOD, I that think. That was VOD. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that one I'm not surprised about. This one... No. I think they were just That's like, we don't want it to then, flop again. You really had to demand it. Yeah. You know what I mean? On, today, you don't you even... To demand it Today, on I'm getting I demand all this stuff. This I never video. demanded this. I don't remember demanding The Witcher. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyways, great movie. Loved it. Scott. Do you have a novelty song to play us this week? I do, dear boy. This is going to be... All right. I'm. Uh, this is going to be a stretch. There's not a lot of information available for this one. Fair but, enough. I will right. say I was originally going to do the novelty song for this one. Uh, I was going to do like a love song uh, novelty thing. And I then googled, I just picked a different song. I googled <laughs> funny love song. Yeah, yeah, I did that as well. Like What'd four you, hours. What, ago. what came up? Uh, nothing good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can't think of anything. All right. So uh, today we're going to be talking about the ballad of Bilbo Baggins. By Hell, Leonard yes. Nimoy. Hell yes. Uh, Leonard Nimoy was a man who played uh, a little fella, well, regular size fella. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he was he's pretty he, big. He was probably like he's six a, foot. Honestly, probably, yeah, yeah on the taller tall. side. Yeah. yeah. He had weird ears, though, is what yeah, I Yeah, he did. Is it he Bilbo did, Baggins? He also had a little boy no. haircut. He had the Caesar he, he did, haircut. He did have a yeah, little boy haircut. He did have, yes, exactly. He was the first man, ugh, what, was the, what was the position called? First officer yeah. of a famous little Starfleet ship. Mm hmm. SS Enterprise, I yes, believe. I believe that's right. What I is don't this want man's to name? On any of this, I'll tell you now. Probably getting all of this wrong. <laughs> uh, it's Mr. Spock. Ah, yes, yes, yes. That's that right. famous Klingon. I know that yeah. one. No, Vulcan, sir. Yes, that. See, you're gonna piss off <laughs> no one because no one. Yes, yeah. when to the Trekkie, when Trek Nation comes after us. Uh, yes, from the land of the Tribbles comes yeah. Mr. Spock. When Trek Nation faces off against Spoof Nation, it will be like the Battle of the Five Armies. I say. <laughs> no, how does that tie into the song, Scott? Uh, well, uh, so the Ballad of Bilbo Baggins, Leonard Nimoy, off of the uh, success of Star Trek, had a little recording career. And eventually we'll play some Shatner tunes on this podcast, I'm sure. Which of course. Many people, if you haven't heard, you know, William Shatner sing Mr. Tambourine Man, do yourself a favor. I also, William Shatner once guest hosted WWE Monday Night Raw, and he <laughs> did like parody versions of wrestlers theme songs and they're all really funny <laughs> they're all really good you might do I like that. that wait what's what's like uh scotty too hotties uh theme song no you think it's Shawn michaels maybe i'm just asking i'm just a sexy boy yeah sexy so, so you'd be like i'm just a sexy, sexy boy, boy. <laughs> <laughs> anyways nimoy nimoy sings though nimoy doesn't act sing he he sings sings and so uh the first uh album was called Something, something, Spock bringing you songs from space. Yeah. <laughs> Leonard Nimoy sings the hits. Yeah, well, or no, it's it's specific, it's all Spock-themed stuff. It's oh all, God. yeah, yeah. And it's really in that, like, 60s sort of campy vein. And so then his second album that this song is off of is called, oh, Jesus. It's called, like... The two sides of Leonard Nimoy, or something like that, because the first side A is all Spock shit, and then side B is him singing 
the hits. <laughs> I think there's like a Glenn Campbell yeah. cover on there. Uh, if I were a carpenter, <laughs> I should have led belly song or Robert Johnson song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Nimoy sings the blues. But then <laughs> he also put this uh, ballad of Bilbo Baggins mm-hmm. on there. And so what it is is it's a you know a little mini retelling of. The Hobbit, baby. What's The Hobbit? The Hobbit is uh, 1937 came out. It's uh, <laughs> Marty, okay. Marty is shocked by that year. <laughs> He's, he can't shocked believe it. Shocked that you even got that maybe right? Well, okay. The whole reason I want to do this is because I'm uh, listening to the audiobook of The Hobbit. Oh, okay. Right yeah, yeah. So Good book. Yeah, it's, yeah, I'm really digging it. Yeah. There's, yeah. Favorite part so far is uh, I got to the famed ogre scene. Yep. And their, na- all, their names are like... Greg, <laughs> like Jim, Bert, yeah. Well, no, all the everybody else in the world has like yeah, abnormal, every, crazy. Names. The elf is named Flarthenshire. Okay, did he write this after Lord of the Rings or before? before? Okay, before, like well so before. This is warm up. This or, well, warm it up. took him like ten years to write Lord of the Rings, but it, Lord of the Rings came out in like the mid fifties, I think. Yeah. So okay. like, there's like a you know over ten years in between. Gotcha. Um, but he knew. Because The Hobbit has so much setup for Lord of the Rings. Like, I think they were... I think yes and no. There's a lot... You know, you, okay. if he was really thinking about the Lord of the Rings, I think he would mention, like, Sauron maybe once yeah. in The Hobbit. You but know what I mean? Sauron's like, in it, He's but he's never mentioned by They, they the talk name. about the Necromancer. Yeah. I don't know. The now, see, now, okay, we got the Trekkies coming yes. after us, and now we got the... <laughs> no, this is fine. We're exploring this. Before, when we were talking about Star Trek, we were so confident. When we're talking about <laughs> The Hobbit, we're like, I don't know, I think. Yeah. This is yeah well, better. there's just so much to fucking know. Yeah. Here's the other thing about Tolkien. He loves crazy details that you yes. would never expect, which I love. I love thinking about, like, what did they eat? Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> and then also just everybody singing constantly. <laughs> it's like, it's really, it's they're all musicals, and I language, would say. language, like, it's all about, like, yeah. like, he was a linguist, right? That's why yeah. he wrote the books. So. Right. He tells an okay story. Yeah. <laughs> he spins pretty good yarn. Yeah. That Tolkien. I like the Silmarillion the most. I really like just like yeah. a good like dictionary. Lineages. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Elven lineages. Yes. So anyway, uh, Ballad of Bilbo Baggins. Let's get a little taste of it. So imagine this like 200, I don't know how many pages The Hobbit is, but it's uh, it's it's not quick. And then yeah. and then Nimoy <laughs> uh, sums it up in about <laughs> two and a half minutes. Bilbo goes down the road and yeah. then so, he's at the mountain. <laughs> yeah, I'm confused. Why'd they make the three-part movie if Nimoy summed it up in two minutes? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, all right. So with that in mind, let's get a little taste Charlotte's a brave little hobbit whom we all admire With his long wooden height fuzzy woolly toes He lives in a hobbit hole and everybody knows him Bilbo, Bilbo Baggins He's only three feet tall Bilbo, Bilbo Baggins I have to say, that's probably my least favorite song we've done so far. You're pissed about it. I really did not enjoy that. It is like, it does feel like a procedural. (laughs) Yeah, it's just him describing stuff, singing really poorly, and the music itself is like, Bing bong bong bong. It's just very obnoxious. Yeah, it's, it's the fun. 60s. Like it, yeah. it really has a strong Muzak feel to it. Yeah. Like they're you just churning what? out this garbage off the popularity of Star Trek, yeah. basically. But I feel like the the Hobbit might not have been that popular. Nimoy opened the Hobbit doors. No, no, it was it was so a hit like people. the year it came out. It was it was really popular. Yeah, right and away. Nimoy, the song or the book? The book was popular. <laughs> which came which came first? No, 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 no,
<laughs> Which came first, the book's popularity yeah. or the song? Or the song. Nimoy <laughs> wrote this. <laughs> Nimoy probably. guess the book. You mean one of the best-selling books ever? I think the book. Uh, it's not the Bible, Marty. <laughs> it is for some nerds. Did mm-hmm. Nimoy write a... Uh, a uh, song about the Bible, because I'd listen to that. <laughs> Bible, Bible. Jesus, a really cool guy. <laughs> he went to the sermon he had on the mount. He, he got mad at the in the temple because the guys were trying to sell stuff. That was the only time he ever got mad. Imagine being a Nimoy fan. Imagine being a Trekkie Nimoy fan. Uh-huh. And a Tremoy. You're, you're reading in the magazine because there's no internet, and they're just like, he's coming out with an album. He's working on an album right now, and you're excited. And you mm. line up first day at the record store. You pick that album up. Yeah. You put it on, and you get that. <laughs> it's record store day. Put on side B first. <laughs> yeah. You've been there yeah. <laughs> from the hits first. Yeah, the mm-hmm. line is around the block at the record store because you're like, oh, I got to get that exclusive Leonard Nimoy yeah. print. This is 1967. It's the summer of love. Like, <laughs> So many I bet he sings important one song albums are coming out. Yeah. <laughs> Vulcan, Kelly which Vulcan, Vulcan wouldn't do, but since this is technically not canon, I thought he doesn't even know Klingon. I don't know anything about Star Trek. Maybe he does. Again, I, I thought he would be well versed. Call our hotline if you know the difference. Yeah, it's two 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 two. Eight numbers. So. The single was released. Uh, Nimoy went on this uh, TV show called Malibu U, a short-lived <laughs> variety television show, and they made this uh, music video with him lip-syncing to the song, and uh, you can find it on YouTube. And it's amazing that uh, he's posting cringe in 1967. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like it's really hard to watch. Like the dance, the choreographed dance they do is just like I want to kill myself. He has a really weird career. He like wrote a bunch of books. He wrote. He directed a bunch of movies. Movies, yes, like. he wrote two autobiographies. Uh, 1975, he comes out with an uh, autobiography <laughs> entitled I Am Not Spock. Yep. Then 20 years later, 1995, follows it up with an autobiography entitled I Am Spock. Yeah. So he really backpedaled that one. Yeah, <laughs> or just knew what his cash cow was. Flip-flopped, you know? Yeah. Man. Did this song peak on any uh, Billboard Top 100 charts? Marty, that's interesting you should say that. It didn't at all. I went so far as to look on the Billboard website through the archive, and I looked at, because, oh, Jesus, came out as a single in 1960. What confidence. It came out as a single in 1967. That's crazy that they chose this one for the single. That's what I'm saying. Did Nimoy pick it? Well, okay, if you want, we can hear a little of the Spock material, and then maybe we'll know why they, okay. Okay, fair enough. Uh, the, we'll save that for a future episode. Yeah, uh, fair enough. <laughs> when we have to do Star Trek, the remake of Star Trek, because we've done 800 episodes and we're running out of spoof Yeah, there's movies. only... The, weirdly, there's more, I think, spoof movies than there are novelty, novelty songs. songs. Yeah, you might, yeah, you might be right. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough out there for a novelty song. Yeah, God, yeah. my life is hard. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think that about does it. That's, no trivia? Uh, no no trivia? fun trivia questions No, for us God, why does... <laughs> You know, I, I do I one. Want, I want my treat. Hold on, I, wanna, I do, I'm I do one treat one week, and all of a sudden, I'm going to throw out a guess. Okay. It did not peak on the Billboard charts. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah, okay. no, no I that's what I, I. I thought I. <laughs> made, I thought that. I you didn't let me guess. It was me goofing. Was I'm goofing. guessing it. It peaked at number 69. Yeah, good guess. In 1960. Yeah, oh. two, two years later. Yep. On the 69th day of the sixth. All right, Jesus Christ. Is there a product? <laughs> Kelly, do you have a novelty product? Yeah. For us? And boy, am I glad we're at the 40 minute mark because I don't, I don't think we're going to have a lot to say about this. Whoa! Funny you should. Uh... It says it's a disguise set. Kelly brought the Groucho glasses. They are the Groucho 
Mark's classes. They don't have a must. Are now, to the listener class? we were describing before, who has no This is idea such a good segment of, of a podcast about. for us to describe a novelty product. Well, we have to test the durability of the yes. product. 40 minutes this... in, the crinkle of cellophane is often heard <laughs> on this no, podcast. This is not going to fit my nose. I was going to say that. Those glasses look way too they small for, for any of child. our faces. Yeah. Uh, well, who are you? Yeah, Groucho Marx. Oh, I'm gonna tr- I'm gonna try them on now. I'll test the dirt. Yeah, yeah, this is such a good a for an audio medium. Uh, these glasses are made of plastic. If you don't know what Groucho glasses are, go look at the the picture that comes with the podcast. It's the no. Okay. I'll describe them. Okay. It's yeah. two round, thick framed gl- glasses. Okay, but two? what's above the frames <laughs> on the glasses? What's above them are two big black caterpillar things of eyebrows. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Kelly's cracking up. <laughs> now, underneath that, you got a big uh, plastic uh, uh, <laughs> nose. Oh, oh it's, it's like nose. Groucho's nose? <laughs> thank, thank you, Marty. I was it's like Groucho's it. nose on the glasses? Yeah, yeah. And then underneath that oh little uh, Hitler mustache, or Groucho <laughs> Marx mustache. <laughs> it it does not look very ploopy. Uh, I'll say it does not fit my face very well, but... Because it's for a child. Yes. I broke them immediately. <laughs> <laughs> Scott got his big meaty paws Scott. on them, and he just snapped it in half. Yeah, One ninety nine, please. Ogre hands. Yeah. I'm like who Bilbo fought. <laughs> You're like Greg. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm Jerry. <laughs> Careful with that You're ogre talk. Bill the ogre. Yeah. We'll have the Shrek Nation coming oh, after boys. us. I'll turn to stone in the morning if my name isn't Marcus. All right. Oh, good stuff, guys. So that was a great product, Kelly. Thank you for bringing that. For this. Yeah, yeah, let's review it. Easy peasy. <laughs> 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. One of the best novelty yeah. products of famous novelty products. Do you think they make, like, luxury, like, you, uh, like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, $100. Like, like, there's real glass. They're, like, real glasses. Nose. The nose is, like, rubber and has, like, I know, got detail. silk on the inside. Yeah. I actually wonder if there is, like, a novelty store that is just, like, they make their own, like, really fancy. Or, by the way, anyway, listen to this. Please go open this store because I would shop there so much. If you made, like, good novelty products that would be great it was between this and the coronavirus because <laughs> it's worry. like a normal virus but corona all right I'm Wait, what the hell's the coronavirus you haven't heard about oh it God. No. oh boy dating me by the time this episode uh, comes out you, you will have <laughs> trust no hey, wait check this out hold on oh scott's gonna wear this him upside down for the now pod. this is a goof he's wearing the nose on his forehead this is crazy yeah the glasses are right side up but you can flip the nose around ah oh, very interesting like i have two noses i'm a star trek character <laughs> right two on, noses I'm a glom. yeah yeah all right that's gonna do it for us this week guys thank you so much for listening 